I went yesterday to a wedding of one of my neighbors. And actually, I thought to myself, is it a negotiation? Because now everything that I'm doing, I'm, th I'm, I'm thinking to myself, is it a negotiation? So, yes, it's actually, that's what I want to ask. Because you're actually negotiating how much to write on the check. When is the right time to leave? How much time is, you know, you need to stay? And it's not like negotiating with someone. It's like with the event, the energy, something that is expected or something that, you know, it's expected of you to, to stay that long. And the, the one that invited you, you know, you might notice if you are here or not here and how much. That, so it's kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of negotiation, but there is no, not the counterpart is not talking, but he's expecting something. So could you yes. elaborate it? Maybe, maybe I'm so, getting it totally wrong, but. No, no, um, it's a good question. So um, time, the words I want or I need are in your mind or the person across from you or your counterpart or the person you're dealing with, that means you're in a negotiation. So if you think about the situation, you're at someone's wedding and they have a certain expectation of you, that's them wanting something. So technically, you're in a negotiation. So you're right. You need to kind of think about your behavior, what their expectations are, and, and go from there. Because anytime you want or need anything, or someone else that you're dealing with wants or needs anything, you are technically in a negotiation. Remember, you don't get in life what's fair, you get what you negotiate. If you want to become a better negotiator, click the link in the description below. So how does that change your thoughts around the whole process? But, but you don't have a counterpart to, to react. You have a situation. Because remember, um, the, the, your counterpart is not your adversary, it's the situation. The situation in this case is you're at a wedding. And is it, is it good or bad etiquette to leave? Is it, you know, th that's what you're thinking about. So in every situation, you try not to make your counterpart the adversary. You make the situation the issue. And then you have to be careful not to negotiate against yourself because in the situation that you're talking about, that's what you could be doing. Because then you're thinking, well, should I leave? Should I not leave? Is this going to be almost good? And you're not necessarily getting feedback from the other side, but you know they want something from you. They expect something from you. So it's a little trickier because you don't have anything to kind of aim your skills at, but you don't want to negotiate against yourself. Just remember, if I want or I need, are there on either side you're in a negotiation. Sometimes it's about expectations. It's about what the other side expects from you in a certain situation. So then you have to be careful not to negotiate against yourself toward the negative. But you still, you can label yourself in that situation, okay? It, it seems like if I leave here, I might be making someone mad. <laughs> so, and then you have to kind of, um, oh, Michael, I love that. Black Swan is a lifestyle. It is. If you're not labeling the counterpart, you're labeling yourself. So, you know, it, it's, it, it always should be in your mindset. It's something that kind of flows and should always be there in your mind somewhere. I like that. Okay, Dennis, if you could speak a little bit about your tone issues. I, I read the email, but I want you to kind of explain to everybody what your issue is. Maybe somebody, somebody else has the same issue. Yeah, Sandy, um, and let me give you the backstory a little bit too, because I try to keep the email very brief. So, you know, I'm, I'm a long-term follower of the Black Swan, attended many, many training classes, have individual coaching from both Troy and Derek uh, over the years for various things. And, um, you know, the, 
the one thing that really stands out for me uh, working with everybody within your organization is your tone of voice. Like you guys are the tone masters. And I, and I think I put that in the email. And um, the video that I was watching that Derek had up on YouTube, you know, he really talked about how you can dramatically change the, the situation just by the tone of your voice. Um, and, you know, for me, uh, I'm very much an assertive and uh, I've developed over the years, you know, like, hey, I'm a straight shooter. I'm a blunt talker. I tell it like it is. Uh, and, you know, I can see how that's not always actually very good. You know, that needs to be rounded, sanded. And I've tried to do that as I've learned, you know, all your techniques. And, you know, you guys talk about how tone and body language is really 93%. And this is going to sound harsh. I feel like you guys focus on the 7%. So, you know, because I've been working with you all for so long, I feel like I really know the script. You know, I know the no, no oriented questions. I know the accusation on it. Uh, I know the calibrated questions. I know the dynamic silence. So like, I can prepare myself. So like, if we sit down and negotiate, and if I know that, you know, we're going to be having a difficult conversation, we're going to be having a, a negotiation, like I can prepare for that. And I, I do really well, like I knock it out of the park where I still feel like I'm struggling in where I want to get to that Jedi level, like where you guys are at is that very dynamic situation where like you're, you're in an uncomfortable conversation, like you're blindsided. Like um, the one, the other email that I sent you with the homework is like, I walked into a meeting. I didn't even know what it was about. And like one of the other project managers, he kind of likes to start screaming at me because I was asking him questions. Um, and, you know, how do I detach? How do I not respond? How do I have better tone in that moment when I don't have time to prepare? Because my default nature is, oh, you're calling bullshit on me? Okay, it's on, you know, and I don't want to do that because it's not effective. And, and you know, hopefully I'm smart enough after all these years to realize it. So, where I was kind of going with this is what are specific things that I can work on to prepare myself? Because I literally sit down and write out questions. Like Chris had the top 10 list of accusations audit. And like every morning I'll sit there with a piece of paper and read it with an upward and downward reflect, reflective voice. But I still feel like when it comes to the moment, I default to my nature, which is, minimal number of words, a lot of silence, a lot of staring, uh, you know, like, what the hell are you talking about? So like, I'm trying to see in myself, make myself better, round myself and really become mm -hmm. a tone Jedi like, like you all. So that's the backstory. So I have so many thoughts going through my head right now um, with what you said. The first thing I want to address is we're not focused on content. We're, your content is your content. We don't even have to know what your content is. What we're talking to you about here is the delivery and the syntax. We're telling you how to structure things within your content to get the message across in the right way. So um, while we're providing you tools 
that's not necessarily the content of what you're dealing with. So we're helping you structure things with the way you deliver them and your syntax while you're delivering them. Okay. So maybe that will actually help you kind of streamline a little bit. And I also want to say I'm assertive. So I get what you're saying. Okay. I think it's harder for an assertive person to control their tone than it is for anyone else. Troy naturally is like smooth. You know, he's an accommodator. He's like smooth. And Barbara is naturally, she's an analyst. So she's naturally like very, very kind of straightforward, but modulated. I'm not, I'm all over the place because I'm an assertive yeah. and I get overly excited. I start talking really fast and people have pointed this out to me for years. Sometimes it's good because I can get people excited about things very easily, but sometimes it's stressful because certain people, especially analysts don't like that excitement so much. So this is going to be a mindset shift for you. This is going to be you focusing in your own mind with stay curious, don't react. You have to have certain triggers that are going to take you out of the situation that you find yourself in as reacting to reacting inside your head instead of showing the reaction on yourself. Um, I mean, and we talked about this at the cohort actually. So each of us has something different that we do. Brandon squeezes the, the, his hand right here because he can feel that I I don't have rings on today but normally when I'm out doing something important I have a ring on I'll take that ring and I'll slide it underneath my fingernail right here hmm. I'll just push because it, it sends a physical sensation right up my arm and it reminds my brain calm down stay curious figure out what's going on on the other side doesn't do you any good to react so each one of you is going to have to come up with what trigger works for you to be able to keep yourself calm in the moment and to keep yourself in a nice neutral position. That's something that you have to get straight with your mindset though. It, it's individual for each one of you. Anything I tell you may not work for some people, might work for other people. You have to figure out how to send that signal to yourself to stay in your chair. Okay. And, and as far as the tone, actual tone of your voice goes, think about the situation that you're in. Um, for me, coming down into the analyst voice is, is difficult because I'm hyper. I'm, I'm like very excitable. Um, I like being the accommodator. I like being friendly. So to come down to the analyst position is hard and it's exhausting for me. And I know that about myself. So I know when I'm going into a situation where I need, need to keep a calm, cool head, I have to do some, some work on my mindset before I go in it's important or I don't make it. So when we're, when we sat down at a, a, a crisis hostage barricade situation and I was put on the phone, I had to, you know, focus in. And we, and somebody asked that question. Didn't we just talk about this? We talked about the end of the class about mindset or was that another class I'm getting confused? We did, Troy? Yeah. So, and, and how do you prepare in the five, 10 minutes before you actually have to jump on the phone? Um, for me, it was about one, finding a bathroom because you don't know if you're going to be on the phone for six minutes or six hours. So that's important. So I need to make sure my physical needs are met because if something happens and I'm in the middle of something and I'm really thirsty or I have to go to the bathroom, forget it or I'm gone. So that was important to me. Another thing is make sure I had a place where I could be by myself, just like Troy said, by myself to focus in, to get my mindset straight on. Okay. This is the situation you're looking at. You don't have any information, but you know that this person is in here and this is what precipitated it. So you need to get down into, you, know, you need to focus down in. And that's what I would do. And during the negotiation, I was, cause we were on the phone, so I didn't have to look at anybody, but I was, I was very 
focused on listening and not responding, just listening with that blank slate and letting, letting what I felt naturally, I trusted my gut instincts as to what to say and what to do. It takes practice to be able to do that though. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come like this. It, you, you have to practice, but with tones of voice for me, if I take a deep breath and let it out and calm everything down and tilt my chin down a little bit, I can go into that analyst voice very easily because all of me is relaxed. Normally me is like, woo, I'm up here all the time. This is just how I am in a natural state. So in order for me to get down there, I have to really focus on centering my body and tightening up my core to make me kind of draw in a little bit. Otherwise I'm out there. So it seems like you're actually using some physical cues Absolutely. to help bring the voice. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's about mindset, knowing how to trigger yourself and knowing what state your body needs to be in to be in the situation and react to the situation that you're dealing with and it takes practice that help you uh, i I wanted to add something sandy okay who is the most important person in your life that if they were taken hostage it would devastate you my wife okay so when you're talking to the counterpart act like they're holding your wife hostage how would you talk to them at that point i love it Everybody that I ever talked to, the, when I went to the FBI two-week two negotiator school, that was one of the questions they asked me. They said, what is it that you think make you successful? I said, whenever I sit in that chair, regardless of what the other person is saying, I'm focusing on the one person that I care about the most and feel like I'm whatever I say is going to save their lives. And so when they say the things that I hate, that make me angry, that make me say, I wish if I wasn't in this chair, if I, if I saw you face to face, I'd rip your head off. I didn't do that because I felt like if I said or did that, it would affect the individual that I cared the most about. So that's going to calm you down in the moment. Because if you think about that person, you're going to talk and it's going to help your tone. You're going to be more humble. And it's going to blow their mind that, man, they're, they're, they're trying to piss you off and they're not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's when the skills come into play where now you're going to let them vent. They're going to get to say what they have to say. You're going to work. You're going to work through this the process until you realize that now it's your turn to talk. Because why are they attacking you when you walk in the room? Sure, they have some reason. Yeah, either they're either they're under pressure, they feel like you haven't been listening, or they're manipulative. Right. So you let it get under your skin. They they want. That's a really interesting mind shift. That's, that's amazing, great. Troy. That's, nice. that's, uh, that is pro- probably a way I've never thought about it, but that is amazing, especially if you're an assertive person because it helps you focus on something else on the other side that is more important to you than probably what you're dealing with. And so you're not as apt to be blunt or harsh when one of your loved ones is depending on you to get this right. Right. So that is an amazing awesome. way to think about it. That's yeah. awesome. Nice, Troy. That's all I got for the rest of the month. <laughs> <laughs> He's hit his quota. He's done. He's like, yep. Well, you had a home run, buddy. Thank you. Okay.